Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Bienvenidos, muchas gracias, and welcome to episode 67 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the universe, I'm your host, Samet, and we're back with yet another one. Another one that took exactly two weeks. Yes, I'm sorry. I mean, you can't blame us because it was, what, national team break? No Galatasaray news during that time, so... Yeah, I'm not alone. I got my friends from New York, America. Uh, one from the financial district. We got Mr. Yasin, the objective Fenerbahceli Yasin. Hello and welcome. How are you doing? Yo, I'm doing good, man. It's it's. I want to say it's a pleasure to be back. But after three to four weeks of not being on the pod, the first thing that I'm being introduced as is Fenerbahceli Yasin. I, I don't know if I should say I appreciate it or not, but... Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's either that, or we or can replace you. Replace me with who? Who are you gonna find that's oh the same job? My I do? DMs are full of people that would like to replace you, Yasin. Yeah, but do they do they have a hundred fifty? How much did I spend on this thing? A hundred fifty dollar mic. So for all you listeners, <laughs> I've been using a mic for the last two years, <laughs> which I bought for about 50 bucks, did the job, you know, for both gaming here time to time and the podcast. And apparently we're the next big podcast and I need to buy a $200 mic, which I did. And the reason why I did is because Summit and Emre are, are only editors of the pod. And apparently me getting this mic is going to make their job a little bit easier. And it's going to make me sound better on the podcast. I don't think I sounded bad to begin with. But yes, I'm like, go find somebody who's going to spend 150, 200 bucks on a mic. You go do that and then uh, and then let me know. You know, I, I was going to say a lot of things, but I'm going to let the word to our mobster Emre from Brooklyn, New York. Papi, tell him, tell him. Hey, como esta papi? <laughs> hey, Yasin, as a Fenerbahce, what did you think of the game as a neutral? Let me know, brother. I I was so pissed off as a Fenerbahce, the Fenerbahce that I am. I was hoping that Besiktas would steal some points from Gala, and my my team Fenerbahce would you know, you know, would would continue to win and be champions. Be champions by March. You know Mm. how it is. Just to be clear, Yasin, the mic change is not for me or Emre as editors. We don't care anymore. We just lob it in there, and, and. it's about the listeners. They hear your mic ruffling, banging on the floor, whatever the fuck you're doing all the time with all these dumbass cuts and shit in between your speaking. But yeah, basically that. So now hopefully we won't have that anymore. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Exactly. My apologies. Um, I feel like I'm being a bit rough on uh, Yasin here. Oh, am I, Emre? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it out all at once because it's been a while since you uh, last talked to him. He missed it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's an explosion. Yasin, you can't he, leave me for two, three weeks, man. He, he missed fucking around with me. But listen, you know, I, I was away from you guys for three weeks, but I was not necessarily away from every single listener. In fact, when I was in Turkey, I met up with one of our listeners named Brad. Brad, shout out to you, man, a fellow American from the States, like me and Emre. 
we uh we met before the Copenhagen game, I believe it was, where it finished two two. So I was mm-hmm. able to watch two games in Istanbul. The uh four two Samson Sport win, which was incredible. And then the uh the Copenhagen game. That was my first Champions League game experience. Phenomenal. Nice. I do wish I do wish that we won it. It would have been would have made the experience all that much better, but if you, if you if you haven't had a chance, I recommend it to all of you. Now that Goss has in the Champions League, mm. you no, know, what do we play? Four games a year. No, what? Well, well minimum playoffs. Minimum four games. Yeah, 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 yeah. We collected like record points for a playoff um, team. Something really? Like yeah, yeah. Like we broke the record on how many UEFA points um, you could get from playoffs and that was gold right wow, it's it's, okay. it's a good it's a good record but but not at the same time because you're playing playoffs <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so it's a bit weird of a weird statistics it was boasting I'll around. take any record that we break it's mm. good in our name yeah uh, yeah Yasin so how are our listeners like how how are they like people like are they cool people listen i i only met with Brad so mm-hmm. i can't really speak on everybody but Brad said he's been listening to us since like episode three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a mensch. Dude, amazing. He's like, yeah, I, I used to listen to this one other podcast, not going to give a name, that would discuss like all of Turkish football, which is awesome, of course. But they just randomly stopped recording episodes for whatever reason that I'm not aware of either. Mm. And he was looking for a new podcast to listen to, searched up Gala and found us. And he's been listening to us since the beginning. And I'm like, yo, Brad, what do you what do you like about it? He's like, I just love listening to you guys. Like, you guys are because they don't have two hundred dollar mics. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the quality makes a big difference too. Uh, I've I've listened to a lot of different podcasts here and there about other football clubs and stuff. And I'm sure someone can talk about this even more. But not a lot of other podcasts have the same quality as we do. And given how small we are in comparison, I think we should be proud of that. Bro, me and Emra, we have buckets in front of us. Like when we're editing, so the sweat like gets into a bucket. <laughs> That's how hard we work. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. So appreciate us. Go go and. I uh, look like SpongeBob when he's dehydrated. That one episode <laughs> by the end of editing, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. No. No. But to be true, like in the beginning, yeah, sure. I used to spend hours like editing every single piece. Now I just. I don't know if it's experience, but I got quick and like I don't listen to everything and edit out everything. Just, you can you, see you where there's like a like a like a problem. You you can just go quick edit and then mm. be on your way because we used to listen to everything. Now you can just see it. I know, I know, because we got two hundred dollar mics, baby. Exactly. exactly. I was. Just I don't even. Say. I don't have to ever touch Summit's <laughs> mic ever. I know, I know. Same, same. Now, now Aslan's the same. Aslan do me a this <laughs> is Nick on Discord. Uh, lads, lads, lads. So, Yasin, Turkey was nice. Did you guys have anything else to uh, discuss outside of Gala for now? No. What are you talking about? Me and Brad? Well, I don't know. Like, how long have you how been How was the Brad? national break there? Like, how was it? Was the, the city vibing, buzzing? How was it? I mean, my my experience this time around in Turkey was a little bit different compared to before. I I didn't really spend that much time in Istanbul apart from the games. I went to uh, the outer skirts of Istanbul. I don't know if it's even. I went to a place called Gebze. So I, I visited <laughs> lots of family and friends. I went to Üsküdar. I went to uh, 
I went to Balıkesir for the first time. That was okay. a lot of fun. That's basically right between Istanbul and Izmir. Uh, I think south of Bursa a little bit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then I spent two weeks in Giresun. So I had two weeks PTO, but I spent one week, an additional week working in Giresun. So total mm-hmm. three weeks. Uh, I had a lot of family and friends in Giresun at the time because if you don't know, Giresun is known for harvesting hazelnuts, funduk. And the funduk season finished right around when I was there. So like everybody Ooh. and their mom was there. So it, w- it was good from the perspective of seeing people that I usually don't see. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I had a good time, man. It was relaxing. We were just talking about before, but going on a vacation for like two, three weeks and not having to think about work is superb. Like it's mm-hmm. nice to just unwind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Emre? What about me? Nothing special going on? Nope, not right now. But uh, planning to go on vacation soon myself. Trying to get out of this New York cold. I can't stand the city. It's not that cold right now, man. It's It's not not cold, but wait till you see when it hits December. Yeah. And especially if it snows, good Lord. (laughs) It's it's good the first day, but then it looks like crap the next day. Fortunately, though, I would say, I'm going to tell me if I'm wrong, but it's been snowing less and less every year for the last five or so years, right? Yeah, but apparently this year, uh, a special event is going to happen that happens like once every 10 years. So I forgot serious? what it's called. Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a, a current Can that Bache comes becoming once. becoming champions? What? Maybe. No. Yo, guys, chill. Chill, dude. <laughs> but whatever the thing is, there's going to be a new uh, thing coming through. <laughs> Fuck man, why'd you, you say that? Emma? You remember? <laughs> do you remember the blizzard in 2016, Yasin? Maybe that was Trouble Sport, right? Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be snowing, according right. to uh, what people are saying, what these scientolo- scientists are saying, meteorologists. So I want to get the hell out before that comes through. I should buy a snowblower, honestly. I, I keep telling myself I'm going to buy it in the off season, but I forget. And then the snow comes and you're it's like, you sold up. Yes, and you're such a cheapskate. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, bro. Gun, I'm, I'm really how not. How many Tesla Look, stocks do you got? Oh, shit. Let's not talk about Tesla stocks, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. What are we talking about? <laughs> let's, let's talk about Gala, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, last thing on my side, I'm coming to Istanbul, Alanya Sport and Manchester United game. So, um, and probably meet Brad as well if he's still there. And if there are any other listeners that are there, hit me up. We'll get a beer. We'll get a chai or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I love meeting fans. So let's do that. Let's go to Gala News. Um, le, anything specific on Gala News you wanted to discuss, Nuts? Um, I can start. Well, one thing I did want to mention is I keep hearing news about Okan Buruk getting a contract extension. Has that been confirmed yet? Bro, you and Okan Buruk's contract extension. Like, <laughs> I want it to be done. <laughs> it needs to be done. No, All right? It's nobody constantly asking coming. these questions. Voila. Except for Emre. <laughs> yes. I, I, I thought Adam Tumor, I didn't listen to the whole talk that he had recently, but apparently he said, like, we've pretty much sat down with Okan Buruk and we're only discussing final details. It's going to be one year. And Okan Buruk understands this because the current boards, like their time. Yeah. Yasin and, explains ends in this. a year. And we That's talked such about a this stupid too. excuse, it's, though. 
Are you, like, it's not, do you get like money if Okamburuk has a contract? <laughs> like that's what it sounds <laughs> like, right? Well, Everest, Everest Bro, manager. Does it make sense for you to have a coach that is doing this well and not have uh, at least two years bro, of a buffer? He, he's Galatasaray inside out. He, he doesn't care, bro. He's like, he'll put it on a napkin. It's fine. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. God. You don't want to take with risks with this, bro. Which is dumb, by the way. Like, business is business. I don't agree with that perspective. But, hey, it's Turkey and... Yeah, whatever. I I don't know. Like, what do you worry about? I mean, like, if he if we sign him for a year and then a year later, like a big team, bro. If, in Europe, if Inter comes knocking on our, on his door, you he think he's go. gonna say nah? Yeah, but here's the thing, Emma. Right? Like, if we sign him to a ten year contract, well, obviously, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Ten years, and next year Inter come knocking, saying, "Hey, Okan, hope you're doing well. We want to bring you as a coach. We've liked what you've done at Gala, and Okan Hoja himself wants it." And yeah. he goes to the unit team and says, guys, I want to go to Inter. What are you going to do at that point? You're going to keep a coach that doesn't want to be there anymore? Like, you know, Okan Buruk is not your standard hoja. He is a Galasai child, right? He's he, he grew up here. He played here. He's coached here. He's won championships here. He's won European championships here. Like, there's a certain level of respect where if the guy wants to go, you don't stop him. Okay, let me, let me ref- like tell you from this point. You're a coach that has done all these immaculate things, and yet your your unit team is not giving you at least a two year contract. Wouldn't that put you on edge, thinking, "Oh, these guys don't trust me"? Maybe I don't no. know what's going on. No. Why that, aren't they giving me that, an extension? That no. wouldn't happen because the communications between Okamburuk and the board are, from what I see, very good. And he's you know, we fine. Okan is fine. He doesn't worry. Like compared Let's with not me, forget. when I got when I got a job, I got a one year contract. I didn't care if they gave me a, a two year, one year, whatever. I got a promotion within nine months, and then they gave me another year contract. And normally you'd get fixed contract and it'd be fine. But I'm like, I don't care, you know. If if let's I let's not forget this guy was on the edge of getting fired right before the the no. uh, what was it Bishkash or the Bashak Shade game. I, I think yeah, he was on edge, bro. No, bro, I'm telling you, they were going to fire him if he didn't win those games because he was, uh, <laughs> he lost against Kai City. Oh, Emre, Emre is the manager. Allah. Bro, bro, I'm telling I'm you. I'm convinced Summit, bro. He's like, <laughs> Emre's like, I, 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 I spoke with Erdan personally. I they spoke were with Okan personally. <laughs> he's like, yo, bro, if I don't win these, they're going to they gonna kick my ass out. I got to I gotta win these. Nah, Emre, yeah. I think you're, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but I think you're overthinking it about it another thing is Okamburuk I think we can all agree has done a superb job the last year and a half he's been here mm-hmm. he has won championships with Başakşehir Galatasaray he won the Turkish Cup with Akisar he's proven everybody knows this at this point mm-hmm. if for some reason we do let go of Okamburuk and he's out of contract he has no business no no income another team will give him a job don't worry about that I know. like and even it, it might not <laughs> be the same amount feet, that Gal is giving yeah, <laughs> I don't care if he goes to another team. I want him to stay at Gala. What the hell? And he'll stay at Gala as long as he does his job. That's, he, that's he'll, my point. What I'm saying is he'll do his job better if he has the full confidence from the board. And you and get I full th- confidence when you get a contract extension. Tom, yeah, that, I I mean, he, nobody's I, re- worrying about this. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right, worry so, about the little details. Okay? The, the, hey, the guy want, became the mob it, boss. When he gets fired, you can say, I told you so. <laughs> Anyways, I think we can move on from that. Yeah. I think I think a very relevant gala news, which is still in the works, is Zaniolo and his betting. No, it's uh, he's cleared. He's cleared. 
Listen, I'm not saying that because until I see an official announcement from the Italian FA or whoever is in charge saying that, okay, well, one is a manager, the other is a lawyer. Who do you not believe? <laughs> Bro, I don't know how you feel comfortable saying that's clear when the shit's still going on. Like, I, I Explain what's going on first for our listeners who don't know. Listen, I don't know. All Didn't West Ham make an announcement saying Ayan, that's what I mean. everything's good? West Ham, no. Bring him back. Aston Villa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Aston Villa. Jesus. Aston Villa. I, I think from my understanding is he can he can still, like, he's cleared to the point where I guess he can play and the club is backing him and supporting him and saying, look, you'll play. But I don't think an official verdict is out yet. He can, he so he's apparently said that he has not bet for football games, like the actual games that are being played, he didn't bet for those or against those. <laughs> Apparently, he just bet blackjack and poker and shit like that. that what that's what he's saying. Was there's a big breakdown in Italy in Syria? Uh, I think the head is Nicolo Fagiolo, actually, that got like seven months. He's, I think, he's a Juventus player. Seven months, he has two months jail, five months community service, or something like that. And he snitched on a shit ton of people, right? So Nicolo Zaniolo was one of them. And the statement Nicolo gave was, I didn't bet on Roma in the Italian Cup, nor did I do any other match. I only played poker online. So after that, um, more things came out. But Nicolo Zaniolo's lawyer said, he only has to pay a few hundred thousand euros fine. And that's it. And then Aston Villa said, yeah, they're still investigating things, but he's available to play this weekend against West Ham, indeed, uh, Emre. So that's the whole situation. And for yep, me, it's... West uh, Ham, bro. Yeah, you, I don't care. You got it right. And then there's also Tonali, Sanjo Tonali, who plays for uh, yeah. Newcastle. Newcastle. And, and he's potentially going to face a ban of anywhere between, I don't know, like six months to a year or so. That's, that's still not... 100% certain either. And he was, he was, I don't know if he actually got any minutes today, but he was warming up. He was in the squad and all, but that doesn't mean anything's done and official. So mm-hmm. my point is, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the details when everything clears up because there's so many different sources sharing different information. All we know for now is nothing is certain, but he could face a ban of up to three years if he's lying. You know, if, if what he's saying is different than what they actually find in their investigations, Zaniolo is screwed. And that affects us because the deal that we have with Aston Villa is not a permanent transfer. They, they have an option to buy him for 30-ish mil. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we paid 15 million for him. I think the loan fee was close to five. So that we're down to 10 million. That's money coming out of our pockets. If he's banned, then Villa is most likely not going to buy him. And then who knows what happens after that, right? It's so. a win-win, honestly. If we sell him, it's a win. If he comes back, it's a win. We'll have a beast of a. Of a well, boy. he can't play if he comes back. That's what the ban is going to be. Exactly. For. If he comes back and he can't play, then what's the point, right? And oh yeah. I well, don't know. How, hmm. I don't know how that affects his contract. Is his contract going to be frozen, yeah. or is his contract going to run out during his ban and then he goes for free? Then we're really screwed, right? So Wait, did we close off the contract with Roma? Did we like officially buy him? I don't remember. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course we did. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, how well, would we loan him? I mean, they there's one clause that they didn't fulfill yet. We have to do a friendly with Roma in 2023. 
Sorry, so obsessed with this. <laughs> yeah. Bro, what are you fucking friends? obsessed with? No, look at what he's look, obsessed with. Look, yeah, but the thing is, it's important because it's a clause in the contract. What if they don't do a friendly in 2023? Does that mean that we don't have to buy Zaniolo? We can get our money back? Like, what, what does it mean? Who knows, bro? But I'm is sure it an optional that's clause? stupid. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. I, don't, I don't know. The cop doesn't explain everything in detail. Yeah. But let's move on from this. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, and unless you guys have last comments, is if Zaniolo comes back and we don't make that 30 mil or whatever, it, there's a big difference in how our transfer window is going to go about next season. Can it's you, fine. We'll, we'll in the Champions League. We'll get the money there. Tell them. Okay. <laughs> Believe. All right. right. Naysa, uh, I, I have more important news. What's that? David Muskan. You know, the actress in Turkey, she was asked about uh, Lucas Torreira. And, was uh, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what she said? She said, Every, everything is as it seems. So basically confirming they're in a relationship, right? This was a long time ago, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't been here this. for six weeks. Uh, six weeks, two weeks. So. Wait, really? I didn't see this. I, maybe I was in Turkey. It's, uh, yeah, you were. It's on our Twitter. You can have a look. Yeah. And uh, is, is this like, is this something that's reported in the news or does she like, is there a video for video. saying this? I'll link it right now. Here, there you go. They Where were she- uh, together in Miami. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, shit. Good for you, Toretta. Oh, <laughs> I see the pictures now. Damn, bro. Sick. <laughs> they look like they're holding hands too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they're cute. Well, that, that's pretty dope. Yeah. She better, got some she, riz, bro. She better not break her heart, his heart. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. Not going to end up good for her if she does. And then people are calling their sons and stuff like Icardi and shit, which is weird. Look, <laughs> I don't get, look, I would get like if you would call your son Mauro, it's, it's, it's his first name, right? But why do you call your son Icardi the last name of the guy? Because that's what Turkish people do, bro. Didn't they do the same shit for Drogba at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it for Haji as well. You know how many people with the middle name Haji is out there right now? If you have the middle name Haji, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Haji, but that's the first name. You could say Haji. Or is it's it not? It's not as... No, la. Oh, huh, maybe Georgia it's in my Haji. Mind. Oh, my God, no, bro. But, like people, people are called Haji, no? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Holy shit. Yeah, see, that's what Haji did. <laughs> Jesus. Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> or George <laughs> George has <yeah. laughs> oh god anyway yeah and, and then uh, more news on, uh, on like I'm following media right so uh, this is all the instant news and shit Sasha Boy posting like Dragon Ball Z figures like Majin Buu and bro stuff. come on what is this man <laughs> <laughs> what yeah T- Let's talk actual TMZ? news, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. TMZ, I know. <laughs> okay, there's oh, Okamburuk uh, statements. Do you uh, want to talk about I mean, that? No, I think we can talk about our fucking disaster of the golf size store that we have. So, Oh, I have, have that. big rants about that if you want. You go on. I'll let no, I'll let you it. first. I'll, I'll attach my rant to it. No, I'm sure everybody saw the jersey that we wore today in the Bishkash Derby mm-hmm. with the, the Chubuklu, the stripes. Phenomenal looking jersey, uh, mm-hmm. 100th year anniversary of uh, our country. This is how we decide to, you know, share that celebration, this new third or fourth jersey that we have. 
and it comes out for sale. It's It's been hyped for weeks, maybe a month or two. Everybody knows what it looks like. They have an idea of what it looks like. Galaside Store teases it, saying it's going to come out on this day, Friday, for sale. They put it on the Galaside Store. It, the shit sells out immediately, like within the first like hour or two, as if we're selling like tickets to a game. Like, are you kidding me? There's There's fans all over the world. You always talk about how you have... 20 30 million fans every other year we add another 10 million to that number when we when we gloat about how many fans we have yet we can't order more than what is it like 200,000 jerseys or whatever the rumor is i'm trying to buy jerseys for myself and three or four other people and i can't do it that's me this is in the states god knows how many people in europe are trying to buy jerseys and they say that there's stock available in some of the stores throughout turkey People are going to different cities just to find this jersey. How amateur could we be? I mean, Galsai's store has been very amateur for years now, for as long as I can remember, you, whether it's the actual products that we have or it's stock of jerseys that we have. Mm-hmm. This is a problem every single year. This is how the club makes money, and they they can't keep up with it. It's a disaster, and, and I don't like know if it's going to get like- fixed anytime soon. Yeah, that's a stock issue, sure, and and the f- price is like what two thousand seven hundred taila, which is about like almost hundred euros. So it's not even like it's a very expensive or very cheap. Well, it's it's right where Inter, Ajax, Milan jerseys are being sold at the same price, and it's getting sold out even in Turkey. It's getting sold out, so you have the potential to sell these jerseys because it's an awesome looking jersey. Let's let's be let's be honest. So aside from the stock issue. The mo- biggest thing I'm ranting about is the details. I get so pissed <laughs> off about these small details. Like, first of all, they do advertising and you see the button is going to the left instead of the right. And then, Wait, someone, didn't, didn't they address that to you on, the, it's, on Twitter? It's bullshit. It's, they, said, <laughs> they said it's a woman's jersey. Well, I checked the woman's jerseys. It's the same. So <laughs> one question mark there. Second question mark, you go on the website, you check, and you see the Turkish badge is more holographic, which is a different design than what's actually being delivered. And when you ask the customer service, they say, oh, you get delivered what is on the page, like as you see it. Well, you don't get it as you see it. It's basically whatever you have in stock, and you don't give a fuck about how it looks like or the small details. Um, One thing I can tell them they learned how to do the Champions League font. So they write the name above the number now when you select Champions League font. So that's a good thing. Good job for that. But then what do they do? The outrageous shit they do? They combine it with a Turkish Super League logo. Sixth. It's not supposed to be six. And then what do they do on top of that? GK, GK, Ne, Cargo. Plus Champions League <laughs> uh, badges. Like, what the fuck? It's like a mix of Super League and Champion, <laughs> it's like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna try and get uh, like a, an empty one and do it myself, basically, because they can't do it correctly. It is basically what I've uh, known. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, you see people at the stadium with these jerseys. Some of them have the flag. Some of them don't. Some of them have the signature. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Some of them have the sponsors. Some of them have the patches. The puzzle like, ones be- are really good. <laughs> it's correct at least are they yeah well, yeah no I've, I've seen it they even the puzzar guys the, the fake jerseys they they do it correctly yeah 
<laughs> yeah, there there needs to be a standard. When you buy a jersey, you have to know what you're getting. And I don't know. I think we fired the guy that's in charge of the Gossai store recently. Did we fire him um, or did he quit? Either way, he's gone, which yeah. is the most important thing. And her then he goes on using the Gese store Twitter as his personal fucking account. It's hilarious. That's that's when you know that we the problem is why has this guy been in charge this whole time? Like has our prior unit teams and people in charge not seen these issues? Does it have to be Adam Tumur? That's, you know, I say his name. I'm sure he has a team of people who are helping him. But does it have to be everything under Adam Tumur's Yonetim that we see these changes that have been lacking for years? You know, whether it's like at the stadium, you know, our locker rooms, things like that. Every, you're starting to see us actually make good needed changes at this club and we're probably going to see this for another year or two because Adam Tumor can only do so much in a year but I'm, I am glad that we're moving in the right direction but man is it overdue that's all I'll say get rid of all the dead weights yeah we need a complete change it's it's like you said it's crazy that this guy's going on GS store and releasing the statement as if he like oh we increased our sales x y and z no bro, shit inflation is yeah because the team is doing freaking amazing bro no <laughs> no shit you're gonna increase the the sales with inflation and everything oh we're up this much in um you know money achieved like so what i still can't buy a damn jersey yeah bro you know how sad it is when like i'm at the mall in istanbul uh, i i'm like i just Went to the Gauss High store. I leave this store. I'm walking around and I see like a little family or a couple of friends like, oh, let's go to the Gauss High store and buy you a jersey. And like little do they know that there's no fucking jerseys available at the store. Like these people are going to the stores to spend their fucking money and there's nothing to spend it on. And you say, okay, maybe they'll buy something else at this store. Most of the stuff at the store sucks like the products are ugly hey, okay 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 I, i'm gonna intervene because one thing intervene. i have to say in terms of positivity the baby clothing is awesome the quality <laughs> and like okay like my yeah. child my daughter has been like wearing that shit for the past 10 months now she's 10 months and it's just it's so good like she sleeps in it she wakes up in it it's it's really good quality. I re- she really yeah, enjoys I, it. Me too. I will say, yeah, the baby stuff is cute, but you know, <laughs> not everybody has a baby to buy clothes for. People uh, want to buy stuff for themselves yeah, you gotta too. Get, get get a baby then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. So, okay, that's enough shitting on uh, Gala Gizze store. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen our new uh, mascot, the digital mascot? Leo? Leo the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about that? I love him. <laughs> I see that, bro. You yeah. <laughs> retweets him every single day. I know. <laughs> hey, Leo, if you're listening to us, give us a shout out on your Twitter, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he speaks English, though. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. No, I, I, like, I like the idea. It's basically Galatasaray has posted a collaboration with a digital fan like basically a lion in augmented reality where he visits the store where he vlogs he makes edits he makes pictures and whatever and music as well and to be clear i think this is something that was started by an individual 
if I look back on the tweets and the likes, so it's like it's been something that's been there already and then probably presented to the board and where the board say, hey, that's a good idea uh, to increase the social media presence and like to make things a bit like semi-official uh, and shit on Bishkash and other teams semi-officially. It's a great uh, <laughs> endeavor, basically. So uh, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm basically mostly listening to the YouTube songs, which is pretty good. And it's it does these lo-fi playlists and stuff with nice lion backgrounds, which uh, which I enjoy actually. I I listen to it a lot. So yeah, now go ahead and uh, and subscribe to that if you want. You know one thing we didn't talk about. Mm, tell me. You're gonna be, of course, Emmett. But Adam Tumor went on Osport and uh, he kind of revealed a <laughs> lot of. Uh, <laughs> yep, there you go. He revealed a lot of uh, unsettling news about TFFA and their their relationship with Ali Koch and Fenerbahce in general. So uh, yeah. uh, we're already far in talking about a lot of things, but there's just one thing that he said that is really is not being the deal that it should have been. Is not big enough, if you ask me. Lale Orta, we all knew she was uh, like an inside man for Ali Coach. We all knew that. She sent video proof of Matt Hawkins' goal against Adana Demispor being a handball directly to Ali Coach. That's like a breach of confidentiality. That's conflict of interest. And that's like, I don't understand how. Well, is that there isn't Shikendo? Being, People are calling it. It is. What, like, why is it? It Shikendo? is. Bro, you cannot go and get... If she wasn't caught... It, like, she was caught then. Imagine what else has been um done yeah, but in the sending, VAR room okay, that sending, we don't know. Sending VAR records, is that she can? No, right? Bro, that is... You can't do that. You're not even supposed to go into the VAR room. That's yeah, supposed not, to be a place... It's not cheating, you, though. It's not... Bro, you understand there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah, yeah sure. It's, but it's unlawful. It's illegal to do, sure. Uh, that's, what is that like... Bro, what else do you think that they're doing in that bar room? You're not supposed to send know. any... Smoke cigarettes, drink beers? Yeah, I wank off for something. I don't know. Just... uh, But you're not supposed to do that. That's just not... There's a big mm -hmm. conflict of interest there. And it's not being made a deal that it should be. Like, it's not being talked about enough. If that was Goss and I, bro, all hell would have been like falling loose right now. True. The problem for me is he doesn't have proof of this like it's i believe Erdan to oh, i honestly he, no believe. he has he does he says he has he yeah he says that he she says that they say that everybody always in turkey says oh i have this and i'll show it i'll do it i don't see shit happening and you sound like a coach man no i i i sound like any objective <laughs> fan who for the longest time my own club like board members have been saying this and as a fan, you say, okay, I believe him. He said he's going to say something. And you, you, you back them up and you think they're going to actually do something and prove that they're right and our, us fans are correct about how we feel. And then they don't do anything. And then what happens? And then we are, nothing happens. That, that, that's the problem for me. And it's not just Galatasaray either. Every club board member does this. And it's just comedy to me at this point because Adam Tumor says he sees this and I believe him. I believe him more than any other board member to this date. But if he doesn't actually have anything to prove and show publicly, 
then it doesn't mean jack shit. If I'm a fan or a fan or a bitch, he says there's fan. records you can go and like Tate. He said you can go and check and see for yourself. That's well, what he said. Well, he should do that and show it on TV. You can't or do that. You can't get that. I don't think you're allowed to do that as that, a um independent source. I think you need to like. I think TFFA needs to do it themselves. Otherwise, then they'll ask how'd you get these records, right? Well. If if you're saying that it's available for other people to see it, then that's how he got the records himself. But my point is like him coming out and saying all these things, it's it's crazy to your point, Emra. Like God knows what else, you know, Tefefe is doing or not doing in favor of Fenerbahce and Ali Coach. It's it makes you wonder and it makes you question the whole system and the honesty of it of it all. But if our board members are not showing anything as proof then to me, it means very little. Hopefully, his threats on TV, his complaints, actually register to something in the background that maybe we still don't see. Maybe for all we know, Tefefe is like, okay, Erdan Tumor, we get it. You have a point. We're going to work on these things. And they're actually trying to do something in the background that we don't see yet. Then hopefully that that is the case. That's that's all I have to hope for because he, there's nothing else for me to see. He wants basically what Erdan Tumor is saying – Audit everything. The whole league, everyone, mm -hmm. every club, everything. Audit. Yeah. Independently audit everything. And let us clean this league. He says he wants everyone. He says do me first and if need be only me so I can get rid of all this false accusations that are being constantly thrown at me by Fenerbahce's uh, trolls and media team. That's, that's what he wants to do. That's basically what he wants. And he's, you can tell he knows it's not going to happen. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> it's um, perfect. Yeah. But that's yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, another other important things he said was that we will establish like a gala group, like the city group, managing a fund to provide players more opportunity to play at higher level, showcase them. So there's like plans on that, together of course with the training facilities and stuff. It's gonna be very interesting. He also stated that Nelson didn't wanna wanna extend uh, his contract. He still has a two-year contract left, but yeah, he has no intention to extend. Basically said that out loud. Um, yeah, and oh, yeah, you know what Nelson did. He went on and, uh, what is it, when he was in Danish national team, he, he said things about he's not wanting to stay, like... Um, in the I don't want to get too much into that. Play, People, blah, blah, like, blah. when you were... When you're not playing, you're going to say things like that. Sasha Bowie said similar stuff about wanting to leave to a bigger mm -hmm. club. It, it, these players all want to just play, man. Mm -hmm. I don't really blame him that it's much. It's also a bit lost in translation, I think. Like it, it I sounds think so too. worse in Turkish than how he composed and asked and told, told the media what he told. So it's a bit of a yeah translation thing as well. So I think we should be chill. I mean, Dolphins on Sanchez is doing well anyway. So, it's all good. Anything else important that Erdan Timur stated? I think the main thing that everyone really took up is the whole VAR issue. But I think other than that, mm. there's all the other things he said, but I think that's the most pressing issue. But other than that, mm. I'm ready to get into the game, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should indeed. Well, last thing to highlight is, did you guys see the third jersey that was initially proposed? Um. Mm. full red kit yeah it looks like a bra <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I didn't like it either. So I'm happy with uh, what we have today with the third kit. Although it's not in stock, unfortunately. But when I'm there, hopefully they'll restock it. So we'll see. Good. Then uh, let's move on to the game. Who wants to uh, announce what we did today? Yeah, Smith. You want me to do it? Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, obviously, we just got finished playing against Bishkek at home. Um, score finished two one. I'll just go through the lineups. I suppose um, not that many changes, uh, which is good. I I'm all four changes and changing our squad, rotating. But now is not really the time to do that. And Okan did not. Uh, in the key at, at back, we had Musleta obviously from right to left. We had Sacha Bowie, Sanchez, Abdul Kerim Bardakcha, and Han and Hanelino. In the midfield, we had Kanaihan, who's been proven to be a pretty solid midfielder. And it's a plus that he's Turkish. Obviously, Lucas Torreira next to him. We had Tete on the right wing. Kerem in the midfield at 10. And Zaha on the left side with Icardi up top. Uh, no point in going through uh, Bishish's squad. But we did see a familiar face with Rashica on the left wing. Couldn't really do much. We'll talk about that. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be happy having to play against Hachibou either. Um, so that was our lineup. <laughs> I... I to just give initial remarks. I'll I'll leave, I'll let it to you guys speak more in detail. But I don't I would have loved know Besiktas mm. players like aside from Rashidska, that fucking name, and Rosier. I don't know anyone else, honestly. <laughs> Come on, you, you know Jets you know, on Abu Bakar. Stop. Abu Jet, Bakar. Okay, Jets on Abu Bakar Jenktosun. That's it. Mert Gunok, the no, goalkeeper. I didn't even know it. Okay. Gazal, you know. Bro, it's like the African national team. That's why he doesn't know most of the names. <laughs> yeah. But how, how was our lineup? Like, was there anything different? Did you expect it? I mean, Ziyech is out, right? In case you guys are wondering about that. He was not a sub either. Oh, um, or deal he's, about he's, him as well. I mean, he's, he's, he's injured. Re he's recovering. And I saw a tweet. I'm not sure how reliable it is, but... Apparently, his injury is similar to that of Zaha's where you know, he has a muscle strain and they don't want to rush him back. They're waiting for him to heal properly because it's one of those injuries where if you do rush back and you do hurt it, you know, you'll be out for an even longer period of time. So, they don't want to rush him back. He hasn't been in the squad for some time now and it became a little bit uh, newsworthy when he went to his national team, Morocco, and he was in the squad he was training with the team and people got upset, including myself. Like, this guy hasn't been practicing with Gala. He went to Morocco and now he's in practice. Like, how does that make sense? Are there are there issues? You know, does he not want to be with Gala? But apparently, you know, Okamburuk and the, the team here were aware and they said it's okay, you know, if, if he feels fine. But he didn't, I don't think he ended up playing any minutes for Morocco. He was just in, in the squad, uh, just practicing. And he's been practicing with us leading up to the derby, but I guess he's still not ready, so he wasn't in the squad. Um, so Ziyech is out. Um, Martins has been a sub for some time now, so it's not really shocking that he didn't start. I think maybe a questionable decision was Kerem at 10. Um, some people don't like it. John spoke about this very clearly <laughs> last time around where you know, I agree with him completely. I wish I was Me there too. to partake in that conversation, but... Kerem as a number 10, he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't have that control. And I've said this the last three episodes, by the way. Wait, exactly. wait, wait, 
John said he doesn't like Kerem and Kerem is not good enough player for the Champions League. You agree with that? Oh, no. I, I'm speaking about him at number 10. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, term, number 10. Well, well, in terms of Champions League, if we have a full squad, I still don't think Kerem should be starting. Like, if again, just to clarify, okay, okay. If, we, if we have Zaha, if we have Ziyech... In form, yeah, sure, maybe. In, in form, Tete, in my opinion... You know, the, the problem is Kedem on the right wing, right? Like, he can play left wing. We get that. He should play. But Zaha is a better left winger. So, Kedem can't play left wing when Zaha's fit. Then, Kedem on the right wing. I don't know if we've seen that enough where we, we should say comfortably that he should play over Tete. So, I, I don't know. That That's a question mark right there. Mm. Ziyech. You can even say Ziyech should play right wing because he's played that many times before. Mm-hmm. And you should play Mertens at number 10, which is a very solid argument as well. Maybe, you know, given his age, he won't be able to play for 90 minutes. But for the most part, I'd rather also see Mertens at 10 because he, he puts that pressure the same way Kerem does. He gets Why back. Museum, man? Look at us. Can't even put players which one to <laughs> play. <laughs> it's a luxury problem, isn't it? It is, it is, and it's a great one to have given, mm-hmm. you know, you know how many competitions we're in, but... Exactly. It, it does make things difficult for Okan Buruk before Emre butts in and says this as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, a good coach, which I think Okan Buruk is, he's, he's handling it pretty well. We can talk about that maybe a different day, mm-hmm. but I, I really do admire how Okan Buruk has been rotating the squad, how uh, Kanaihan, you know, he's proven that he's He's solid in the midfield. Mm-hmm. He's up for the challenge. He's focused. He has less turnovers compared to some of his counterparts, such as Kerem Demirbay, who's bit, who started the season. Mm-hmm. And then Sergio Oliveira, who's also competing for that spot as well, who was playing every game in that position last year. So Kanaihan came last year. Uh, you know, Yeah, we still have Sergio Oliveira, I know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we... I mean, we have players, but at the same time, like, mm-hmm. do we have one player or two players that are clearly like, all right, this is my spot, you know? Competition is good, but are they all A-level competition? Like, is Kanai Han and Sergio and Demirbay really, like, top players? I don't know. I don't think so. Nope. Exactly. It's good that they're all similar level where they can compete with one another, and it makes it a little bit easier for Okan Buruk where... If Kanaihan is playing really well, he continues to play him. It's not like he has a world-class player that's on the bench now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. So that that would present different issues. If you had, let's say, Amrabat and Kanaihan and Demirbay and Amrabat plays three bad games, it's going to be really tough to put Amrabat on the bench after you spend all that money and he has the quality that he has. Mm. He might... I don't know about that. I think it will be a problem. Bro, you bro, you're bringing a whole new CB to replace a CB that you just became champions with. So if you can do that, you have the balls to do that, mm. you can do that as well. Yeah. Dafinson Sanchez like seems to got that first 11 now from Nelson. It's, it's not seems to. Summit. He is, has yeah. absolutely taken that jersey and he's not letting go of it. He got a yellow card today mm-hmm. and he was about to beat the ref's ass right on yeah. the spot because... And Muslera he, again. Oh my God. Again, he does this every time. He gets the yellow for, for bitching at the ref. I, bro, yo, the, we the, should play the, when he did that every look, game. When he did that, the first thing I checked was the uh, 
like when when is the next game and why like is his wife birth birthday or like which game is he gonna try and get out of this time because that's the only thing i think he does it for like he knows what, what, what this is but but what do you mean this time like does he, he i don't think he does this yearly well, every or... year he misses a game like knowingly he does this knowingly gets the yellow card because he's bitching at the ref every time it's the same He's been here for what eight, ten, eight, nine years already. He is a captain, though. Like as a captain, are you not allowed to say anything to the ref? Yeah, but he gets the yellow every time for the same shit. Like he, he I, must I, learn I think he, it. I think, I think he overdoes it. But what was interesting today, and I'm curious what you guys see it as well. The ref gave him a yellow card when I think somebody fell. I think it was Sanchez. And he kicked the ball out. He thought he got fouled, but he didn't. It was like two back-to-back positions nah, where nah, nah. We, we thought we were going to get a, a call, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. And then the ref gave Muslera a yellow card from like 30 feet away. Like, Look, Muslera- what happened was Sanchez, there was a corner. Sanchez got hit by the, I don't know what his name is, Bishkash player, with the hand. Sanchez fell, and then... Uh, he got pissed because no no call, right? And then the ref called both uh, the Bishkash player and Sanchez and said, okay, you get yellow for the hand. Sanchez, you get yellow for the screaming. And then Muslera was screaming his ass off there as well. That's how he got the yellow. No, bro. Mus- seven- Sanchez got his yellow card in the 17th minute. Yeah, Muslera yeah didn't get- remembering Mus- yeah, Mus- Muslera didn't get his yellow card until extra time. Really? Yeah, there were two back-to-back plays. Bishtesh was attacking. Everybody's ass was clenched. And Bishtesh kept attacking. There were two positions where our players thought they got fouled. And the ref just said, wave, play on, play on. Mm-hmm. And then they got a throw-in on Musleta's right side. And I guess Musleta was yelling or screaming or something. Because when I say he was like 30, 40 feet away, I wasn't kidding. I didn't even see Musleta in the screen. <laughs> I, ha- I have to watch the play again. Because, like, Muslera usually gets his yellow when he gets, like, in the, in the ref's face mm-hmm. or he gets out of his box, which, okay, I un- I understand that. But this time, the ref gave the yellow card from, like, a mile away. And I, I guess Muslera either, like, raised his hand, like, aggressively from a distance or he cursed at him or something. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I have to watch the replay, but that mm-hmm. was a bit shocking to me. Um, but I, I guess it's not shocking to your point. Muslera is always arguing. Yeah. Same, same. Anyway, same shit, different yeah. game. Yeah, Sasha Boy yeah. showed Rosicka why uh, <laughs> why he left uh, Gala, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad for Rosicka. It's not, it's not like he he actually had a decent game. I thought for what he played, right? What yeah, he played like thirty-two minutes because they got a red card and mm-hmm. Burak Yilmaz, their coach, decided to take him off, which I understand a little bit. Because usually when you're, if you're a man down and your goalie gets a red card, you, you take off a player that's in the attack, not in the defense or the midfield. And their attack consists of Gazal, Abu Bakar, and Rashidza. Gazal is still c- more creative, probably their most creative player. Um, and Abu Bakar, if you take him off, you're asking for suicide at that point. You know, like he, he holds the ball up really well. He's a threat up top, so... I guess I understand why he took Rashid off, but um, nah, Abubakar got manhandled this game by Apo and uh, Sanchez. Yeah, I mean they they too good, bro. I oh. mean, if I can just put my general thoughts together, 
I didn't yeah. really put like from like beginning to end. So I think we started off the game really weak. Besiktas were the side that pressed more. They got the ball in their possession more often. What? And yeah, no, like bro, in the, in I felt like they played better in the first opening minutes, like five to ten minutes. I think they played better. Yeah. But then afterwards, we started opening up. Then we started getting more and more chances because they started making mistakes in the back. Mm-hmm. And that's how we capitalized and we got our goal and our chances. And that's how Matt Kunok got a red card because they made a mistake. Icardi capitalized on it and Matt had to come out and he basically swung the ball out of his path with his hand, but he was outside the box. So the red card is 100% justified. But what's uh, what I don't understand is how we can go down to 10 men. They can go down to 10 men and they still... We play worse, and they still hold up their play. We, I don't understand. I'm looking at the statistics right now. It says we had 27 shots to two, and we had the ball 52% to 48. Okay, the shots I understand, but how is it that we don't have a much higher percentage of the ball? I, I, don't, I, I really don't understand. We make a lot of mistakes, and it seems like, if you look at the stats, Okan Buruk just prioritizes quantity over quality because we had a lot of quantity we have a lot of attacks that just end up missing going out giving it away etc etc instead of just what playing it looks slower like to me and this is what john and me complain about like when we say we don't like the way we play currently it's what i'm like if i look at the statistics every time amazing it's like okan buruk is right. bashing in amazing statistics but the play it's ugly football and I'm saying this because, like, how I feel, how, what I see is we don't care about possession is how I feel. Pressing game, pressing game, making sure we completely fuck the opposition's game by, by a pressing game that, I have to say, that's an amazing thing, right? We don't need the ball to score. We can just leave the ball, press the opponent, force them into a mistake, and from that, score. And from that, gain statistics. It's not like we, like Fatih Terim, have possession or have a, a block of defense which is fixed and, and solid, you know? Like, it's a pressing game and off-the-ball movement. I mean, sure, it's a tactic. I don't mind it. It's fine if you win games like this, sure. But I cannot say, like, ever since he's our coach, I cannot say I enjoy our football. Maybe one or, two, like... A handful of games, I could have said that. See, I don't agree with you guys on most parts, but when your opposition is down to one man, that's when you really should be pressing the brakes and just taking your time. Instead, we're forcing overhead balls nonstop, giving it away, giving them easy possession. That's how they ended up with 48 possession because we just gave away so many. Like, how many times did Uppo try to do an overhead pass and it just ended at their defense or their keeper plenty of times like why do you need to do that why are you creating extra stress and extra like effort on your whole own team right their mind was also on the Bayern game honestly like i said it in the chat no that's true when they got the red card i i already said this is not going to be good for us the red card right Um, after they got the red card they just stopped bro the pressing was not there mm -hmm. i don't think they made like Especially the second half of the game. I don't remember them making much of a issue when it comes to playing out the back. Eventually, they stopped doing that mm-hmm. after the Torreira penalty scare. And what do you guys think about the penalty for Icardi? That the I mean, penalty shout? It's, um, he's foreshadowing every goal, Icardi. <laughs> like, every time 
he he makes like did you see that uh, he was one on one with the Besiktas defender and he forced yeah. his way onto the ball he got the ball he shot of course he missed and that's like I was like okay I uh, put my timer to see like when the goal's going to come because that's usually how he foreshadows it he misses a sitter <laughs> and then somehow he scores a goal like and again I know the position you're talking that. about he wasn't going even if he scored it was going to count uh, not be counted because it was offside. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. No, not, I don't know. No, I remember watching that. I was like, oh, that it's offside. Never mind. Yeah, but Picardi, he's just, I mean, he's just amazing. So, uh, again, my wife watching me say pretty shameful <laughs> things for another, yeah, married dude, you know? It's weird. Questioning <laughs> your uh, sexuality? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say I agree with a little bit of what Summit said too. I'm I'm not really that satisfied with how we're playing, and I feel like it's a common theme where we're we're counting on the other team to make mistakes, and you can argue that's part of our we're game not plan. Counting. To, we're forcing them to make mistakes, and that's the game look, plan, right? You're you're forcing them to make mistakes, but like the mistakes that Bishtash made today, which allowed us to win, mm-hmm. was very amateur. I I don't like. Any other day, I don't expect Besiktas to make the same mistakes that they did today. I mean, some of them were just really amateur. Man United did the same mistakes. What are you talking same about? thing. I mean, United made the same mistakes too. But I, how we long? do try to play better though. Like I don't know how many times you saw. Like it's either the last pass or the last uh, corner or cross. Just they just screw up and they just. Become selfish and just take the shots themselves. Like, yeah. Okan Buruk is not telling them, hey, just go constantly do this. It's like, bro, oh, the bro. guy's right in front of you open. Instead, you want to cross it to Icardi constantly. Bro, just yeah. give it to the guy in front <laughs> of you, bro. You're talking about the Tete shot and the Abdul Kerim shot, which bro. I, I enjoyed those. Like, those were sh- like, if no, they would go in. Those are amazing shots. Or no, he, not he's those. Talking, he's talking about Kerem's cross in the beginning on the left oh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Zaha played it to him, and Zaha made that run. He was wide open. Like yeah. Zaha, all all he had to do was once he gets that ball, take two three touches and shoot it far post. Like he had so much space, bro. There's so many like positions like that, bro, and it's just driving me crazy. And the thing is, what I noticed is like it's not just Kerem too. Like Icardi, there was one position where. He could have played it to Zaha and he instead he decided to cross it to I think it was Tete or somebody else in the box. Like Zaha is open so often. I don't know why we don't make it more of a conscious effort to find him. And this is why how, we need Ziesh, bro. Ziesh as well. I mean Ziesh, I think we'll do a better job with this just because of his ability to find those passes. That's what but I'm saying. In the, in the beginning, I, I think Ziesh will still be after a little bit more of the I don't know. I, I don't want to assume anything. Ziyech is definitely necessary. But I would like to see more of a conscious effort uh, going forward to find Zaha. Like he, Every time he gets the ball, he's able to get out of tight spaces. He's able to find the right pass. Like If a player is consistently playing that well of a high quality, like you got to find him. You got to feed him so he can get the goal that he deserves. I- exactly. Like Yasin... Before, we used to have a problem playing out the back, especially last year. We couldn't do that for shit, right? But this year, we can play out the back. It's like everything to the final third is good. And then on the final third, we just screw it up. And that's what's driving me up the wall. Like, 
This game should have ended at least 4-0, 4-1. That, that goal we conceded, Angelino's amateur as hell, by the way. Again, another goal we can see because of Angelino's mistakes. Anyway, but like we do everything fine up until the last third and then we just screw it up. It just comes so discombobulated. Everything's so unorganized. Like we've been we've done this before. We've done well. Like in the United game, we had pretty good attacking like threats that we couldn't capitalize on. Like Kedam, uh, the Copenhagen game, bro. We played really well that game. Like we we had a bunch of chances that came from pressing and from playing out the back. But for some reason, this team just cannot finish the damn ball. Like, cannot lay, uh, leave that ball into the net. And I think we really need to focus on this because right now we're prioritizing quantity over quality. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Um, you guys think Nelson was mad this game? <laughs> Why? Well, think about play? it. <laughs> he didn't play look he didn't not only that Sanchez was on a yellow card bro okay he had a yellow card and with Abu Bakar he could have easily forced him to get a yellow card another yellow card and you're down a man and with the way Besiktas played better than us for a good portion of the second half too you gotta admit they just couldn't finish they couldn't find the last you know pass like we did but I don't know I thought they they probably like if I was a Besiktas fan I would be happy with how my team played, even though I was a man down since the 30th plus minute. Yeah. Right? Yes, so. yes, yes. I mean, they're, they're also mentally used to it as well, which is funny. It's, it's almost a meme because they they turned around. Uh, What was it? Like 3 nothing. game. What, what was the that score? When, yeah. What was that score? Do you remember oh. that they turned around? It was 4-2. 4-2? Like, and they, what, they made it 4-4? <laughs> four, four? What was... What was no, the no, no. You're, I think you're... No, no. What are you talking about? The, the game that they turned around Final Budget when they were it losing was with Amanda. One, one zero. Um, I forgot who missed the penalty. I think it was Valencia. He missed the penalty and then they came back. They tied it. Then they got two. Then three. And then four. And then Irfan John scored the second goal, but it didn't mean shit after that point. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. No, like, that's against Fenerbahce. You don't want to... They they've done that twice to Fenerbahce, <laughs> so yeah, we're not Fenerbahce Yasin, just for the record. Yeah, my my point is they're, me- they're you men- might be used to a Yasin, but we're not. My point is they're mentally like have the belief that even if they're a man down, that they saying, can still yeah. do something. And at first, I thought it was a meme. Like I was like when it, when it became ten men versus eleven men, I'm like I was not worried. Summit obviously messaged us like, hey, like I don't like this. I was gonna reply like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like we're playing at home. And we had most of the control. We should be able to finish this game out. We had a lot of chances even before the goal, you know, that we should have scored. Mm. I thought I was going to continue like that. But clearly, I overestimated. You should know better as well. Sometimes red cards don't work the way they're supposed to work. I don't know how to explain (laughs) it. It's weird because it's like... You're more alert. You push, you, you sit back a little bit more. You... It's you try to make Okan, less mistakes. Okan plans the gameplay to play against eleven men, and when the other team is ten men, they're going to play differently. Um, they already sat back and went on the counter, but when they were ten people, even more. And I don't know. It has also a mental effect, I think, on players. Like when you're on the field and you know they got a red card, it, it you play differently if you want it or not. 
on top of that, you have a Bayern game that you're looking forward to on a Tuesday. I think all of that combined made the guys a bit more relaxed. And when we got the 1-1, that's what I hate. Just why are you waiting for that one goal? And then everything, Yeah, they passed and tiki-taka again. It's like, oh, well, we got to, you know, increase the threshold just a little bit. Find mm. second goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm glad they scored when they scored. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they scored when they scored. Can you imagine they scored in like the 85th or 90th oh, minute, man? That would that would have been a heartache. Mm-hmm. Well, we're first, top of the board. One point ahead of Fenerbahce with one game extra. Fenerbahce is playing against who? Uh, next I think it was game. Hatay, no? Tomorrow against Hatay. So yeah, Hatay is currently where on the leaderboard? They're like they fifth. are fifth place. Uh fifth place? Uh, yeah. So okay. They they might be able to do something. We'll see. Um but yeah. They have they haven't lost a game this season, which is kinda crazy if you think about it. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um yeah, but focus on Bayern München Tuesday boys. Damn, like I don't get excited for Super League games, like even the Besiktas derby. Yeah, right? Like or, normally yeah, a, a derby, you get excited like a week before. Yeah, but. I know. It's just different, man. <laughs> Manchester hit different. Like, God, Manchester United game. That was like, I was like that penalty he missed. I was on the floor in front of the TV and I bet every Gala fan was like right in front of the TV, like saying something, begging <laughs> praying whatever like i've seen many videos because i was in the same situation and like when he missed that goal i was on the floor for a few minutes and then he scored <laughs> afterwards that's what i mean with the <laughs> foreshadowing as well it's just so weird but yeah and Bayern, it's gonna be mental as well i hope um our stadium's gonna i'm be so full. happy that game is at home mm, first game's at the home. first one yeah and all of the signs are aligning into our favor. <sighs> For now. For now. Because Mazraoui is uh, suspended uh, on Bayern's side. The national team had to travel long distances. Uh, they have a shit ton of injured players as well. They're not the old Bayern they were. So if it's any time, it, it is this time to beat Bayern München. And uh, with that said, like, what do you guys think? will happen on Tuesday. You know, you guys saw at the end of the game, Icardi was limping. And yeah. it's everything re- like lies on him because he is such an important factor in this team. W- whether it's play, especially mentally, because when you have someone like Icardi on the field, you, the people around you can believe like, yo, we have Icardi. We can make, we can, you know, we have the ability to win. He could pop off any minute and score one there go. As long as we play good as a team and we support him, we can win. But if you don't have a cardio on the field, you, you're not going to feel as confident. It's like when you're, you you played those Mahalim matches, right? Those, uh, and then mm. when you had that really good t- kid on your team, you'd be like, all right, we're going to win, right? Mm. <laughs> it's it's like the same, it's like, it's the same feeling with that. And and apparently he's going to have an MR, uh, MRI check. So let's yeah. hope, let's hope that everything is fine and he's, like well and we'll be like ready to play in that game because whoo that game is going to be intense intense 
Yeah. Do you do you guys think that we go into that game with the same mindset of trying to get three points, or do we play of course. relaxed? Yeah, that's right. what Ocon said. He that said, "I'm going in to win." Yeah, yeah. That, I figured. Yeah, that's his play style. We do, like. I don't see this team defend well either. Like, it's not what we trained for. It's not like Fatih Terim era with how we played against Barca. It's not the tactic this team has. That's not what they know. The only thing is what they know is press, attack, and that's their defense. That's their bread and butter of this team. So, no, I don't see us defending at all. Do you want us to defend? No, because we can't. I, well, at least, like, if we can defend, like, uh, what we did against Barca, sure. But I don't think we can. And also, Did this we really team, defend that this, well against this team, Barca? This team with the qualities it has, it's not... I mean, go, attack, you know? Attack is your best defense in this case. So. Disrupt yeah. their uh, game. Do you have any... Um, what do you think uh, the game's going to be? Predictions? Predictions, man. It's tough. <laughs> We're doing Bayern Munich <laughs> predictions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're undefeated in the league. They're undefeated in the Champions League. It's mm. they, so today they just played Mines oh five mm-hmm. um, away. Yeah, Mines is second to last in the league. They have two ties, six losses. They scored seven goals and they let up twenty two. And they still scored one today versus Bayern. For what it's worth, I don't know if that means much at all. But <laughs> uh, I, with Icardi on your team, there's always belief that you can score goals, 100%. When you have a player We're like Kenan, at home. That's for I me know. the biggest advantage. That, that helps a lot. I don't know how Bayern Munich are and how they respond to you know, away uh, hostile environments like what we're going to bring. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to predict, man. This is, Come on. This is a tough you, one. You mean I'm not going to put a prediction myself because uh, that's yeah. never bared fruit. Yeah, we know you, Emre. You can Thank predict. You, you can predict Okan uh, Boruk's contract uh, value. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say two two. Okay. I usually hate, and I don't feel comfortable making predictions for ties. It's just odd to me. I usually always predict a a loser and a winner, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two two. And it's gonna be one of those games where we're we're gonna be like, damn, like we could have won this, but. We're gonna be happy that we still got a point at home. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go wild. Um, you know what the score against Marcia was? Marseille. Marseille. Four two. Okay. There you go. Okay, Summit. There you go. You think we're gonna score four goals against Bayern Munich? Yes. I think uh, the Besiktas game left a little bit tinad behind for for Summit. <laughs> <laughs> believe, boys, believe. We're gonna see it. We're gonna see it. Uh, next week we'll Someone, discuss it. If if we win four two, bro, I yeah. will buy you something. A Tesla stock. I will I will buy you a home professional kit next season. Okay. 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 All right. What's the counter bet? Wait. Hold on. Does it have to be I, I, four I, I, two or just win? It has to be four two, bro. The uh, fuck. <laughs> just to be clear, or, or say two goal difference win. Maybe that's more fair. Yeah, and, Tom, Tom, two goal difference win. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want anything back because the three points and that score will be enough for me. 
Yok bir tamam. de something back. Ben bir şey demedim ki. You're giving me <gülüyor> Allah Allah. Adamı <gülüyor> no, be- no be- because everyone was like what's the counter? Uh, okay. I, th- I thought that's what he meant. Uh, yeah. No. <gülüyor> All right. It's um, been a while. Any of you want to close off? Leave it to you guys. You do it the best summit. Oh, uh, you want me to do it? Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us, the Lions Den. If you guys want to talk to us, come talk to us at the Lions Den Discord. You can get here by reaching out to us on Twitter. You can get your very special link yourselves. All you gotta do is hit us up. We'd like to thank all of you that came and listened to us till now. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. And we look forward to seeing you after the uh, Bayern Munich game. So till then, peace out and take care. Love y'all. See you.